The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Settings. Close. Press CMD plus tilde to open pop-up. With a friend that I will introduce you to as we begin our celebration of African American History Month. And this year's theme is African Americans in the Arts. And so tonight I have with me Cache Wells from Florida. Good evening, Cache. Good evening. Good evening. And she. Hi. And how are and you today? Well, I'm taking it one day at a time. Cache is also a <laughs> member of our Board of Publications. And also at about 9.30 or so, we do have an invited guest. She's not here yet, but she, we, we're expecting her at that time. And in addition to sharing some information and ideas, we also want to create some dialogue because it's kind of fun to talk about this. So as we think about African American History Month, there's a question I get every year. Is it African American History Month or is it Black History Month? Well, the difference is, this is a general statement, that when one references Black History Month, we're talking about history all over the world. Because as you know, Black people, frankly, are everywhere. And our history as Black people did not begin on a slave ship. But when we say African American History Month, that is primarily focused on the United States. So that's how we kind of get here and talk about African American History Month. Just so you'll know, there will be four calls, one each week, usually on a Monday evening, with different topics and different ways to share um, about our history. And because our history, obviously, is our past, it's our present, and it is definitely our future. And as has often been said, American history is black history, and black history is American history. So again, that's kind of the spirit in which we are sharing tonight. When Carter G. Woodson established Negro History Week in 1926, he realized the importance of providing a theme uh, to focus on that would, again, help us to remember that the history of African Americans falls into various areas. And he wanted us to all understand and celebrate the contributions that different people have brought in all areas of life. So each year, they kind of come up with a theme that is reflective of that, and it just so happens that this year, it is art. The intention has never been to dictate or limit the, ex I'm sorry, or limit the expiration of the black experience, but more so it's been to bring to the public's attention the important developments that have occurred. I like to think about this for people who were interested in this, that you can actually go back and check out the themes for years. I can tell you right now, next year, it's African Americans in labor. So that should be very interesting. Now, if you're interested in the study and the identity, the ide ideology, um, there's a bit of a, an explanation that you can find in the themes itself. Um, over the years, the themes have actually reflected changes in how people of African descent in the United States have viewed uh, our history, our participation, that includes things, how we are treated and so forth and so on. And sometimes you can even see that in names. Years ago, this is over a period of time, um, African-Americans were known as colored, Negro, black. These days the trend is towards African-American when you're talking about people of African descent and race and also the impact of race relations in our country. I like to think about African-Americans um, who have influenced the arts and music and things like that. And think about it. It includes, because of the way 
African Americans were brought to this country, themes from the Caribbean, um, the themes from Africa itself, and believe it or not, even in Europe, as there was a large population of Africans who live in Europe. I know that one of the things that we have tried to look at is there's not one area of art these days where you cannot find an African American influence. So whether you're talking about literature, poetry, the arts, sculpting, painting, music, <laughs> I should have thought of that one first. It, we are here. And again, we come together to celebrate and to be very, very thankful for being in a place where we can share our culture. And we hope that over the time, not only will you get information, but we will develop a better understanding of who we are, why we are, and what we hope to bring to even our ACB community. So again, thank you very, very much for coming. We're excited to have you here. And again, as we go through the evening, we will have some time for questions and answers and discussion. At this time, I'd like to turn things over to a wonderful lady. Let me tell you a little bit about Cache. Um, she is a mom. And although you won't believe it by the sound of her voice, she is also a grandmother. So she's quite a lady. Um, she's brought a freshness, I think, to ACB, uh, starting with the Board of Publication. And Cache, if I'm not mistaken, you're on the host committee this year for the convention. She lives in Jacksonville, Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania Jacksonville, Florida. So again, we're excited to have you. So Cache, I'm going to just turn things over to you and talking about the spoken word, take it away. Thank you so much. I am honored to even be a part of this. Um, when you mentioned about spoken word, it brought so many different emotions because uh, as we know, African-American has had a great role in poetry and there's so many different uh, African-American poets from uh, Langston Hughes to Nikki Giovanni. And um, what I love is that their poetry reflects their uniqueness and their experiences. So when you think about spoken word, spoken word is basically the next level of poetry. So we know that spoken word, it comes about from the Renaissance era. So it's a a blending of poetry and music. It's uh, not only just verbal, it's oral. It's the word of mouth. It's the presentation. It's the body language. It requires memorization. It's a performative art because it does incorporate so many gestures, facial expressions, enunciation. Um, it gives very... Um, it's a it's a well-rounded performance because you are giving not just an oration of written work, but you're displaying the physical um, component of incorporating those gestures that bring it and they kind of bring it to life. And so what I love also about spoken word is that it allows you to take a broad um, expansion on whatever you feel is the designation of where you're trying to go. Poetry is intended, yes, for performance, but it's also intended to provoke thought. And that's what I love about it. It draws you in. Spoken word draws you in. It draws you into the person who is orating it, but it draws you also into their message and the uh, perspective of something maybe you were aware of, but something you also may not be aware of. And so, again, tonight we're going to take you on a journey of how um, you can express yourself through the poetry. And that kind of goes from not only, again, expression, it's the rhythmic flow, it's the perspective, it's allowing you to take a journey with whoever that is and however they're trying to take you from one genre, from topic to subject matter to their life experiences, whether it's in word, whether it's in phrase, whether it's in their gestures. It is a complete view of bringing poetry to life through spoken word. 
And what I would like to do is I would start off with my first piece. This piece came to me as a desert as a response of how we use our ability to speak and to share the power of our words. Sometimes we don't often realize how much power we have, the power that we have in what we share, the view that we take, the response that we offer, the reaction that we give. So the power of words takes us on a journey through that. Alone they stand in their own truth, powerful individually, but recognizing the power is greater when they come together. Unscrambled letters to constructed words that form new beings that give breath to new meanings. Defining how I'm feeling, my anguish and my agony, my love and my loyalty, my struggles and my stories. Giving life to the shenanigans of everyday living, painting a picture of how I feel and how I live and how I am loving all the things that I can no longer see again. You see, the infinite idealism and ideology of the power of words causes the heart to interject a form of communication that emotes through words, not written on paper anymore. They flow from empathetic and analytical thought patterns. They spring into motion from fingers to keys, finding new life in the darkness. You see, I love to say that my pen knew me best. It began pinning poetic paradigms in the midst of chaos to make something so beautiful. You could only hear its beauty. The power of words that come together like distant cousins at a barbecue, like the X and Y chromosomes creating a new baby like some of us do and some of us who don't need to. Creating new beginnings from bad endings with a few surprises within the middle, like a good old golden Oreo. I know you love them too. Sharpening like iron, shaping greater perspective and touching heartstrings all along the way. Giving new hope, peace, joy, so we can wake anew to slay yet another day. Digging our feet in deep, Planning ourselves in places only God could open doors for us to go through. No matter how I unscramble the letters, I shuffle the words, the powerful message that is left in the end is that there is more power in our word that is spewed from our mouths. For the very message that is penetrating the hearer's heart is only one good ground can yield. However, my pen, my pen knew me best. These old eyes of mine, they saw me first. They saw me spinning and turning and flipping in my mother's womb, listening to the beauty of words for which she said that I would behold upon my entering, patiently waiting in the darkness to see a world's first light, just to be forced into a world of living darkness, to be graced one day, one day with the grace to share the words of power that illuminate the power of words within a new light, yet running across the pages of my mind, dancing on the stage of my soul, fighting word for word for word to get out, to speak life of a life that I now see with my pen, the power of my words that I will forever speak without sight again. Thank you. What I love about the power of words is that as a writer, as one who orates, you never understand how the connection of writing, what you're saying, plays a part. And for me, I gained a new power after becoming blind. And that was a reflection of how my words still remain powerful, even if I never see them again. And that is the power of our words. Choose your words wisely. Allow your message to have an impact. Allow the person who is hearing that to go on the journey with you. The power of words. Fantastic. Now, did you have another one you were going to share with us, too? I can do that right now. <laughs> I did. Okay. 
I didn't know okay. what you wanted to take uh, comments or something in between. All right. Well, why don't oh. we do that? Jean? Yes. Okay. I'm going to ask that anyone who wants to uh, re react or reflect upon what Cache just did, if you would raise your hand and we'll recognize you. Nobody yet. Okay, okay. Then I will say a few words. First of all, Cache, thank you for sharing that. Um, I heard in your reading uh, a lot of um, emotion. And it made for me the words kind of not just be on a paper, but to stand up. There was life in the words. Is that a part of the um, spoken word or is it just your style, which is great? It is a part of uh, the style of how you uh, portray those words and how you deflect and inflect. And um, again, it's about taking people on a journey and um, the mm -hmm. parts that uh, may resonate even with the person who is orating that sometimes mm -hmm. is given a little bit more attention, a little bit more life. Um, also, uh, as you um, get to certain parts, it may be more reflective because again, spoken word is meant to impact to also allow people to uh, reflect themselves on how they see themselves as they're going on that journey with you. I also thought about how you had connected all of this to vision loss. And that was very interesting to me as well, because when I first um, listened to it, I only thought more about social things and, you know, interactions and relationships. But I appreciated the connection about the power of words. If I got this right, the power of words, even though you may never, quote unquote, see them again. Did I pick that one up correctly? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and that's that's a good. Um, it's almost like uh, uh, I, uh, I wrote this piece a while ago. It's called Remembering Me. And it takes you on a journey of how I view myself and how I see myself and, and mm. how as I have journeyed through my blindness, not being able to see myself in a mirror and how that affected me and how I still saw the beauty within me. And so it takes hmm. me, um, I wrote it more so as my own affirmation of remembering hmm. what I look like and the power of who I am and the beauty of who I am as a woman, as a black woman, as a mother, as a grandmother, um, and so it culminated that message um, of remembering, again, remembering who I was before vision loss. Got you. Doc Udley has his hand raised, and we oh, great. have quite a line here. <laughs> Good evening. This is Doc Udley. Hi. And, and I would just like to say that that was extremely moving. As I sat here with my eyes closed, not that it made a whit of difference because I don't see anything, whether they're open or closed, but I felt like I was on a journey with you. Thank you. It was, so much. like I say, it was so moving. And the power of words, and I've heard such awful, ugly words how they can crush you, how they can encourage you, how they can make you sad, how they can make you happy. The contrasts are just, you know, they're there to be made with words. Yes. And we think of the power of it. In the way you put your words together in this piece was just awesome. Thank you so much. It just approaches being ineffable. I find it exceedingly difficult to put my feelings into words. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you so much for your comment. And the number ending in 219. 
Yeah, this is Peter Heidi. Um, I really appreciate the spoken word uh, presentation because of um, your ability to um, pace the the language that in a way that um, the written word on the page um, can't can't quite do it. That you had uh, wonderful sort of cascading um, sentences and and concepts that. Uh, and then you were able to slow things down, and that kind of piecing is just not available on the page. So thank you so much. Thank you for your comment. Thank you so much. And Barbie and Nora, you're on deck. Barbie, you can you can go. Um, that was very profound, I think, what you just said. And I've been listening to the new the spoken word for a while now. I go to this place called Busboys and Poets. And around this area, they have a lot of people who do the spoken word and and word performances and all that kind of visual arts. And what got to me about your poem is, as I don't know what's going to happen to the rest of my site, I am an avid reader. And the idea of not being able to hear, to see words again, is kind of daunting to me because I like reading the words on the page and you can go back and forth and all that sorts of thing and marking this and marking that. So as I was coming home from my eye doctor today, I had to wear the sleep shades because my eyes were so, so dilated. And it reminded me of like the total darkness. And I decided I'm not going to be afraid because um, I can't let that make me feel afraid. So I took out my iPhone and just used my iPhone with the sleep shades on, even though I was feeling some kind of way about it. But um, I'm learning not to be afraid. Good for you. Thank you so much for your comment. Um, we'll take, thank you. Nora, you're next. And after Nora, I'll go to the next piece because I want to make sure that I'm clear before our guest comes in. Hey, hello, everyone. Good evening. And I want to let you know, sorry I'm late, but I, I enjoyed hearing you like a a poem and what you said is so emotional and between, like you said, uh, uh, the living darkness is just terrible. And I know, I know now I had just jumped into your journey as I was listening to what you've read and it's just phenomenal that you, that you did a great job on that and it's hard to go through darkness and it's nice to come out of it and through the light at the other end of, it, uh, end of a tunnel with happiness and things like that. It just shows emotion. And you did a great job. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And again, uh, what I love about spoken word, again, is... Um, the free expression, it takes you through life perceptions, perspectives, views. It can cover many a topic, many life experiences. And, you know, this we're, uh, the reason for our call is because we're celebrating Black History Month. We're celebrating all of who we are as a people, as a culture. Um, there's so much uh, that embodies through the creative arts. And uh, one thing that you can't separate is who we are from our life experiences. And um, these last few weeks um, has been um, very trying for many of us. And as we um, or as I, I will say, as I thought about um, this call and what I would share, uh, 
I had to be true to, uh, again, my experiences, my emotions, my feelings of how um, even what takes place, not just in this world, but in this community, in my life. Um, and so the next one, what I want to share with you, <clears throat> it's called Bloody Streets. The hard, scratchy road paved way to blistering feet. Yet as the daily ride across it is as smooth as a morning's glide in these city streets, the acquisition of today's new subtle offerings of oppression and constant microaggressions of hmm, sighs and murmurs that silently come, fighting a battle many Americans refuse to agree that the home of the brave and the free seems to be a limited road traveled by people who look like me. You see, we can boldly die behind enemy lines because of our pledge unto thee. But within the borders, it's our blood that's continually coloring these American streets. For we are living in a divided nation, violated and judged under one God on many levels, systemically divisible with limited liberties and way too frequently with no justice for all of us, especially for us who were born in blackness. Still, we remain excluded well after the dream took shape and no matter the small steps forward, the leaps taken backwards return us to step one again in these city streets. The unspoken privilege that separate and divide us is a benefit some will never reap a reward from. Like numbered stars and stripes, these bloody streets are being counted in a different view because we're left to count the caskets rolling body after body, many of whom are my fellow brothers and sisters. And oh, and yes, oh, my cousin in Jacksonville has been now added to that too. However, while keystrokes are pounding and screams from the grave sounding over insensitivities, while diversity, why? Why does diversity really matter from list to list? This is why we pledge to kneel in solidarity rather than pledging to a flag of no change while forced to plead Black Lives Matter too. All while the number keeps increasing as their breath comes to an end. Sketch images outlining chalk of a life silence way too soon. Their stories, they spill out onto the bloody streets as they add another name to the reality's need to continue the dream. When, when will the cries of equality and justice be heard over that of these bloody streets? When will we see the true face Looks of Looks like America, you're done talking, so we'll lower your hand in eight seconds. Of hate, that constantly reveals itself even through blinded eyes. Until value is placed on the rights of all humanity, there will not be unity when candid conversations can yield positive solutions and not the personal commentary. Respectfully disrespectful with no compassion, but with intentional vitriol disguised as medicine of passion that is smothering the life of voices that will never, never be heard. The blind truth is that there is more work to be done. Freedom and justice will never be equal until we equally work together through these challenges with effective communication and consistent actions and not just see it as a color problem, but as the human issue it is. Like the screams from the grave buried in that six acre graveyard presented as a national park where 15,000 slaves lay, we will continue to boldly walk in black in these blind spaces until the blind value who we are first black in these bloody streets, trying to live blindly among you in these American city streets. Thank you. How about some questions or comments or reflections on that? Yeah, we have somebody in Clubhouse. Hi, it's Poetic right. Butterfly. Oh, hang on. Ah, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. 
Um, Good evening DJ. and welcome. <laughs> welcome. Yeah, I couldn't get my Zoom, my Zoom to, to work for me for some reason. Okay. I will, just one minute, um, then we'll recognize you. Are there any other hands up? Anybody wanted to reflect on what they just heard? It was so, we Belle, got someone you had in, your hand up. Yeah. Is someone in Clubhouse who wants to speak? <laughs> yeah, we've got DJ. Well, ah. And then Stephanie also has her hand up. So we'll go there. We'll go to Stephanie next. Go ahead, DJ. DJ, you were, oh, you were there you okay. are. There you go. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, I want to thank our very own Cache for the eloquence of how she associates the words that are written together with words that are spoken in bringing into light the parts of the journey of life that we go through, we as a people in general go through, but we as a people of color, or we as Blacks go through. And in painting the picture of the essence of what is spoken brings about several things in my mind, brings about how we educate others through the experiences that we have gone through, never forgetting the past, yet not holding on to the past as we move forward. And in that same realm, as we associate the spoken word, I can identify with this aspect as a preacher of the gospel, when speaking the word literally and feeling the emotions as they go out and feeling the responses of the emotions and the feelings and the texture with which they all come and derive from. It is more and more evident to me that the more I hear it, the more I develop myself in it, the more I'm beginning to appreciate the artistic way that words spoken and written together can be expressed. And thank you, this, DJ. Thank you. Dear, I'm thank sorry. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I, I think we have Stephanie, and after that, yes, we do. Uh, Cache, would you recognize our guest? Okay. Well, good evening, Cache and Pam, and um, thank you guys for hosting this call. And um, I just want to say, Cache, I, I love the imagery of both of your um, spoken word pieces, the imagery and the rhythm um, of the words. Um, it, it's For me, it's just captivating. And I could go on and, and gush for days about you know, my reaction to your spoken word, but I, I'll stop there and just say, I love the imagery uh, and, so the, mm -hmm, and, the, and the flow of things. And um, I'm happy to be here. So thank you both. Thank you for coming. Mm -hmm. And with that said, we have a special guest and her name. I want to make sure that uh, we do have poetic butterfly muted, unmuted rather, unmuted. <laughs> Um, I'll introduce her. Poetic Butterfly is an award-winning spoken word artist who's, who's sharing her flow, fearless liberation of expression, spoken word. Poetic Butterfly, Poetic Butterfly is freedom, 
It is the catalyst that helps her to meditate and put life into an inhabited inhabitable perspective poetic butterfly is captivating her charisma draws you in and holds you and holds your attention with each verse that glides from her spirit into the fluidic currents of the wind she is the ceo of floe fashions again the flow of one's essence is the evolution of their entire being. I present to you, Poetic Butterfly. Where living in the world where fear has taken control, where bodies are going cold and toll tags have become the new fashion statement. So many of us are dying and the media continues lying and we continue feeding into their agenda, digesting their dishonesty and making it our truth. And if we don't get it together soon and teach the real, then we're just as guilty as them when it comes to killing our youth, our people. It's like we're just filling the syringe up with venom, then handing them the needle. Poison, the meaning, a substance that is capable of causing the illness or death of a living organism when introduced or absorbed. This is certainly one of the most crippling toxins that seems to be ignored. And most of us are blinded by the cleverness of its mes message because we're too busy sipping on that scissorb in order to catch it. And I pray this knowledge will be ingested. Even though our brains have been infected, I'm not sure if you guessed it, but our strengths are being tested. Every time that they kill, they're sending us a message and sit back and watch to see if we'll fight or just protest it. And I hope this prose I spit will open your eyes. We've been trained for too many years that we're the bad guys and we've made it our lives. It's like we're born to go directly to the grave when our history is much more than us just being slaves. So we got to shake the numbness. We sell seeds without the use of a compass. Hell, we came before Columbus and his misguided route introduced a whole new world that we've already mapped out, bombarded us with a false sense of history until we just tapped out. We managed to take what's real and make it unseen, like those issues may concern you, but they don't concern me. But I must contest that Raw West said it best that these type of people are just straight up Negro peens. And I mean, that's really alarming when the truth is iron sharpens iron. We have way too much greatness that our ancestors have laid for us to follow. It's like dumbed down has become our favorite model. And that's not only hollow, but it's also foul. When it used to be, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. How much longer will our life or death be in vain? Or the madness within our brains maintained? Or we decide to research instead of just believing what's been said and continue to walk through this life like the living dead? As I repeat the same two words that Eric Gardner said, I'll also say, it stops today. It stops Today, it has to stop. Today, truth, Ashe. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. The power that resonate in the message. Again, it's the beauty of spoken word to hear the powerful message, to feel the rhythmic flow, to feel the all of the components. Like, again, it's taking us on the journey, walking through those experiences, walking through those life uh, issues, walking us through the emotion of how we're impacted. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ms. Pam, do you have any comments or reflections? You know, it's, it's funny when you listen um, to the spoken word, because 
for me, it fills me up so, you know, that there's so many emotions that come in it. And what I think I, I thought about was the picture that was being painted here of what life is really like for some people. And um, I live in an area, not necessarily in my community, where almost daily a young person is being murdered. Mm-hmm. And there really is blood in the street. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard not to feel that in a way where you hear it spoken in such a way. And plus the other thing that caught me was the challenge. You know, it's got to end today. It's got to end now. And the challenge, even though it was talking about, you know, murder in the street, but there were other challenges in there too. Mm-hmm. The challenge to do better. You know, mm-hmm. the, the challenge to do to do more. The challenge the ch- to think good, I'm sorry, you were going no, to say something. And the challenge to be better. Yeah. That's a message that everybody can take part of. Exactly. To be better. Not not looking at the next person, but what can mm-hmm. I do to be better to make this right. world better, to make this community better, mm-hmm. to make my city better, to make my state mm-hmm. to make this world better. Mm-hmm. Right. I also I also loved, too, um, the sense that when you listen to something, and, and, and I must say, your, your expression is fantastic. Boy, I thought those <laughs> words were coming alive and walking down the street, you, you know, that kind of a thing. And I think that that's one of the, the kinds of things that happens with the spoken word. It mm-hmm. comes alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's mm-hmm. hard not to be moved by it, impacted by it, uh, changed uh, by it. So those were the things, and I want you to know that I appreciate it because your words will go with me, and they have found a resting place in my heart and a, a doing place mm-hmm. in my hands and feet. So thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Yes. Thank you so much. That's the goal. That's the goal. I'm 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 just his vessel. That's right. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. As we round up, um, we have a few more minutes. Um, We can definitely open it up to some uh, reflections from our guests and then some final remarks. Yashay, do we have a, um, I'll speak to our guests. Hello, Poetic Butterfly. Do you have another one you could do for us? Um... I do. That okay, Cashe? Great. Yes. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. Okay. I haven't done this one in a while, y'all. So so bear with me. Um, So this this poem was actually asked by a black man. Um, He told me that he didn't feel like the black men are supported by the black women. And he just wanted uh, me to write something to let them know that we are there you know, that we have their backs, you know, that we are the shoulder that they can lean on. So when I, when I speak this poem, I'm speaking on behalf of all the Black women in regards to our Black men. Um, I'm just being a voice for us to let them know that we definitely do have their backs. <clears throat> if this world were mine, I said, if this world were mine, I'd rebuild the black man and undo the damage caused by the man's hands and help him to understand that he is God's dominant creation, the first builders of civilization. And also to comprehend that the formation of America was attained by the very same hands that you build pyramids with that are worshiped in Egypt. I'd help him to understand that your life is not a script, but the best thing ever written in order to get the glorious. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's been a minute since I did that poem. (laughs) That was like, um, that's been about two years I did that poem. I couldn't tell. <laughs> but you know, with me, it's so, because I have to know what I'm going to do because I'm such a perfectionist. And mm-hmm. even though I have, I've won awards and everything like that, and people always tell me, 
the people who are listening, you don't know the next word. So keep going. But my whole thing <laughs> is when I miss one word, I kind of like I fumble the whole poem <laughs> because I do have a rhythm in which my words fall and they help mm-hmm. me to remember the poem from my brain instead of having to uh, uh, read it. From uh, so, so if I miss a word, uh, it throws off my rhythm and uh, then I can't, I can't get to the next, um, the line. Well, that is uh, almost like, you know, with every craft, there is always some stumbling and the beauty of it is we, uh, even in that little snippet, we got where you were I going. Did. We got where you were going with it. And we, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, uh, again, a part mm-hmm. of celebrating our history that we support one another. And then again, bring it in, um, bringing it to the, to the wider community. Like, again, let's work together. Amen. Let's work together <laughs> I, I do have one that I remember. Actually, I have to perform perform this on Saturday, <laughs> so okay. this will be good practice. practice. Go for it. Go for it. Have uh, music to it, but I don't have the soundtrack right now. But it's called "We Be Black Love." We Could be black. Say, love, love. I'm sorry. Could go you ahead. say that title again, please? I'm sorry. Could you say that title again? It's called "We Be Black Love," and I'm okay. also I'm, I'm actually doing a fashion show this Saturday at Florence Square. Uh, for the Black History uh, Heritage Festival, and the fashion show is actually called We Be Black Love, and then I wrote a poem to go with mm-hmm. that. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. We be black love like black fists on Afro picks like African medallions on our chest and the genuine leather strap that holds it up around our necks. Respect. We be black love like matching fits and shoes and inspire other black loves to do the same thing too because it's cool we be black love like grandma's moo-moos because granddaddy knew exactly what to do didn't need no lingerie or mary Kay. he preferred the quickest way to get to the birthday suit we be black love like roll bounce on roller skates like heaven's golden gate we be black love like when we look down we see our names in the book we made it. We be black love like freestyling back in the day, instant club, drop a beat and circle love. We be black love like stick together when times get tough and stand united when the enemy tries to break us up. We be healthy love and lifted weight. We be black love like Tony the Tiger on a box of frosted flakes. Great. We be black love like the rich melanin in our skin, admired, just can't get enough. We rock rough and tough with those Afro pups. Hey, go ahead with your bad self, cause we be what? We be black love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, Jean, I'm monitoring too, so I know we're Yes, at we have a couple of hands raised. Okay, Doc, I think Doc we can Udali. go ahead and go with yeah, I think we can go here with those hands raised. Okay. And then we'll shut it down. Doc Udali, you're, you're next. Okay. I just wanted to share. In 1953, I was in the Army, and we were in San Pedro. We went out to eat, and a waitress came up and said, I don't serve blacks. And it really angered me. But my black friend, Paul, grabbed my arm because I was half raised up when she said that. He said, that's all right. I'm used to it. And I thought, as bad as it was for her to say she does not serve blacks, I thought it was even worse that he said, I'm used to it. That is so awful to think that a human being would be used to being ignored, put down, denigrated. Oh, it it just really tore me up. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you so much. Can we go to Nora, you're next. 
Yeah, hi. I just want to let you know the poem was such a wonderful way to put uh, the poem and the message went out loud and clear and uh, but the white people need to treat the black people so much better than they are doing right now. They need to treat we really need, uh, we're all we're created equal and we need to treat each other equal. Thank you. Wow. You're welcome. Yeah. Very yeah. welcome. Thank you. Jean, we have somebody else? We don't. That's what oh, we have right, right now. Okay. This is so Doc. Could I just and, quickly uh, say we are we are at eight minutes, Pam. Sorry, yeah. I missed the okay. I missed your ten minutes. No, we were talking then, so that's why <laughs> I was monitoring as well. Doc, we're going to move on a little bit because we have to stop at a certain time. Okay. Um, otherwise, but I thank you. Now, here's the good part: we're going to be back here next week at this time, and our theme for the evening is going to be. Hey, brother, what's going on? And we're going to have a panel of African-American males. They are members of the American Council of Blind who are going to have a roundtable who are going to talk about the black experience from their perspective. And that will be past, present, and certainly future. So I think it's going to be a good discussion. I'm looking forward to learning about it. Just want to say, first of all, again, thank you to Jean. Thank you to Cache, the Poetic Butterfly, and each of you who took time out of a busy schedule to celebrate with us. Because in celebrating the high, entire history of African Americans and the arts, what we are really doing is making it possible for us to understand and remember how great gifts are. You know, it puts into the national spotlight the richness, the richness of the past and the present with an eye towards what the rest of the um, 21st century will bring. We're dedicated to celebrating the 98th annual Black History theme to African Americans and the arts. So having said that, we want to thank everybody who celebrated with us. Spread the word because we're going to be having a good time. Again, good thank time. you to everybody who participated and everybody for just showing up. We love you. We're glad you're here. And we look forward to our friendship and seeing you again. Thank you and good thank night. Thank you.